Section 18 of The Sikh Religion, Its Gurus, Sacred Writings, and Authors, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pardeep Alawalia, Ottawa. The Sikh Religion, Its Gurus, Sacred Writings, and Authors, Volume 3, by Max Arthur McAuliffe. Section 18, Sukmani, Part 4 Lunar Days The Advantage of Devotion My sorrow hath fled, and my doubt departed, since I have taken God's shelter. Nanak hath obtained the fruit his heart desired by singing God's praises. He who singeth, he who heareth, he who meditateth on God, he who preacheth, and he who fixeth the name in his heart, shall be saved. His sins shall be cut away, he shall become pure, and purged of the filth of various births. His countenance shall be bright in this world and the next, and worldly love shall not affect him. He who praiseth God is wise, a Vishnav, a possessor of divine knowledge, wealthy, a hero, and of reputable family. The Khatris, Brahmans, Sudars, Vaisyas, and Chandals shall be saved by remembering God. Nanak is the dust of the feet of him who knoweth his God. Gauri Kivar 1. The fate of those who forget God. Where shall they who have totally forgotten God find an arm to grasp? Nanak, God potent to act and cause to act hath ruined them. The fate of murderers, adulterers, and robbers. Men take halters at night and go to strangle others, but God knoweth such persons. Concealed in places, they leer at other men's wives. They break into houses even difficult of access and enjoy wine for its sweetness. But they shall afterwards regret their respective misdeeds. The angel Azrael will press them like millfuls of sesame. The fate of idolaters and ingrates. It is the servants of the true king who are acceptable. Nanak, the fools who serve other gods, pine away and die. The destiny God wrote in the beginning cannot be effaced. The wealth of God's name is Nanak's capital. Ever meditate on it. In terrible hell there is much suffering. It is the abode of the ungrateful. God smiteth them, Nanak, and they die a miserable death. Gauri Kivar 2 Man is happy at all seasons when remembering God. Nanak, that is a delightful day when God cometh into the mind. A curse is a season, however pleasant, when the Supreme Being is forgotten. God is man's best friend. Nanak, Contract friendship with him who hath everything in his power. They are accounted false friends who go not a step with one. Miscellaneous aphorisms of the Guru. I have seen every place. There is none beside God. Nanak, they who have met the true Guru have attained their object. The condition of this perishable world is as a flash of lightning. Whoever repeateth the Lord's name, Nanak, is beautiful. Men have searched the Simritis and the Shastas but no one hath found God's worth. He who meeteth the society of the saints enjoyeth divine pleasure. True is the name of the Creator. He is a mine of jewels. The mortal, on whose forehead such destiny has been written, remembereth God. O God, grant Nanak, thy guest, the true name as his travelling supplies. Man appeareth to be happy, but his heart is anxious, and his avarice never departeth. Nanak, without the true name, no one's sorrow departeth. 
they who have not loaded truth to carry with them shall be plundered. Nanak, they who meeting the Guru recognize the one God shall be congratulated. They who part friendship with God are worthless. They who are separated from their Lord, O Nanak, are entangled in the knot of doubt and useless as the beautiful fruit borne by the ak plant. They who forget God suffer the pain of transmigration. They who forget God die, but cannot die altogether. They who turn away from God are in agony like a thief on the stake. Blessed are they who ever remember God. Nanak, blessed are they, perfect are they, and saints are they, who remember the spell of God's name at every breath they draw. The following reproach was addressed to a Mussulman priest. Thou wanderest about all day under the pressure of hunger. How shalt thou escape falling into hell, if thou remember not thy prophet? The following is repeated as a grace before and after meals. The beggar beggeth for alms. Give me, O dear one, giver, benefactor, I have ever remembered thee. God's unequal storehouses are never exhausted. Nanak, unequalled is the word which hath arranged everything. Remember the word, and you shall be happy here and hereafter. O beloved, learn the word. It shall protect you from transmigration. Your faces, saith Nanak, shall become bright, and you shall ever be happy remembering the one God. Man should not pray for worldly advantages. That is the best begging which beggeth for the one God. Except the Lord's name, Nanak, all words are sinful. The condition of him who loves and is beloved by God. He in whose heart the love of God dwelleth is like the golden earth studded with gems of grass. Nanak, all his affairs become easy with whom the true Guru is pleased. The covetous go wherever they expect gain. The kite wandereth in every direction, over water, mountain and forest, but only resteth where it seeth carrion. The Guru's devotion to God. I have made him a friend who is versed in all arts. I sacrifice to him my soul. He is the wealth of my body and soul. O beloved, if thou take my hand, I will never forsake thee. They who forsake God are evil and fall into hell's torments. Love the Omnipresent. O silly woman, dispel thy doubts, and love thou the only dear one. Whithersoever thou goest, there he is present. A hypocrite can never be equal to a saint. Persons only fitted to play at bat and ball like children, mount horses, and handle guns. Animals which fly like barn fowl wish to be on a par with swans. Salvation is obtained by repeating, hearing, or even writing God's name. He who repeateth God's name with his tongue, and heareth it with his ears, is saved, my friend. The hand which writeth God's praises with love is pure. Such have obtained all the merit of bathing at the sixty-eight places of pilgrimage. They have crossed over the ocean of the world and subjugated the fortress of evil passions. Nanak, attach such men to the infinite God's skirt and service and save them. God will save his servant. He who hath God hath no further desires. Nanak, all who touch his feet are saved. Asa. Mammon affects not saints but only the worldly. Maya devoureth him who loveth her. She greatly terrifieth him who seateth her down in peace. Brethren, friends, and families are at variance on beholding her. But now, by the Guru's favour, she is under my control. 
Sids, strivers, demigods, and men are bewitched on beholding her. Except the pious, all are deceived by her deceit. Some who wander as ascetics are in love with her. Others as family men amass wealth, but they cannot make her their own. Others who call themselves continent are greatly troubled by her. God hath preserved me from her by attaching me to the Guru's feet. She leadeth astray the penitents who practice penance. Pundits have been seduced by her into every form of greed. Maya hath bewitched earth and heaven. My true Guru hath given me his hand and saved me. Maya acteth as a servant to the holy man. With clasped hands she waiteth on him and respectfully saith, What thou orderest I shall do. But, O saint, I cannot approach thee. The Condition of Those Who Have Renounced Worldly Love My beloved hath separated me from my mother-in-law. My husband's younger brother's wife and my husband's elder brother's wife have died of grief and sorrow. I no longer heed my husband's eldest brother, since my clever and wise spouse hath protected me. Here, O ye people, I have obtained the essence of love. The true Guru hath given me God's name, and I have killed and destroyed mine enemies, the evil passions. In the first place, I have renounced the love of pride. Secondly, I have renounced the customs of men. Thirdly, I have renounced the world, and deem an enemy and a friend the same. Fourthly, having met the Guru, I recognize the excellences of the final state. I have assumed an attitude of contemplation in the cave of rest. God appeared as light and played for me unbeaten music. I have obtained great joy by meditating on the Guru's word. Attached to my beloved, I have become ablest and happy wife. The slave Nanak herein uttereth divine wisdom. He who heareth and acteth accordingly shall be saved, shall be absorbed in God, and not again suffer transmigration. Holiness is described under the allegory of a perfect woman. A house is adorned by the presence of a woman who is virtuous and devotion incarnate, whose beauty is incomparable and conduct without reproach. Some rare holy man may find her. On meeting the Guru, I have found such a well-behaved woman. She sheddeth lustre on feasts and marriages. As long as she lived with her father, her husband wandered about very lonely. When I served and conciliated the true man, he brought her to my house and I obtained all happiness. She possesseth the thirty-two good qualities. True and holy are her offspring. She is obedient, accomplished, and beautiful. She fulfilleth the wishes of her husband and her lord. She comforteth in every way her husband's younger and elder brother's wives. She is the best of the household. She giveth counsel to her husband's younger and elder brothers. Blessed is the home in which she hath appeared, O Nanak, his inmates pass their time in perfect happiness. The interference of Maya, or worldly love, in human affairs, and how she is to be overcome. If I form any plan, Maya alloweth not to mature. She standeth near virtue and continence to repulse them. She weareth many guises, and assumeth many forms. She alloweth me not to dwell at home, but maketh me wander in different places. She is the mistress of my house, and alloweth me not to dwell therein. If I try to do so, she quarrelleth with me. She was sent by God in the beginning as a ruler. She hath subdued the nine regions and all worlds. At the banks of sacred waters, 
she relinquisheth not her hold on yogis and sannyasis while they grow weary of reading the simritis and studying the vids where i sit there she sitteth with me she forcibly entereth every abode even by entering a low asylum i cannot save myself from her say my friend to whom shall i have recourse having heard of the true guru's teaching i have come to him the guru hath fixed god's name in my heart as a spell i now may dwell in my own home singing the praises of the eternal one nanak hath met god and is free from anxiety my house is now my own and its former mistress and ruler is under my control the guru hath made me a courtier of god the guru versifies an address made to him by a sikh having glanced at foreign countries i have come here for traffic i have heard o guru thou hast an incomparable and profitable thing to purchase which i have tied virtues in my dress and brought them as my capital having beheld the jewel my heart hankereth after it o merchant a dealer hath come to thy door exhibit your goods so that we may effect a bargain god hath sent me to the merchant priceless thy jewel and priceless thy capital i have found a well-disposed friend to act as broker now that i have made my purchase my mind is easy i have no fear of thieves of wind or of water quietly have i purchased and quietly do i take away my purchase when the true name is gained there is no regret i shall take my purchase home safe and sound i have made a profit and am happy and thanks to the perfect merchant the bestower such a bargain some rare pious man hath made nanak taketh home profitable goods the following was addressed to a hypocritical brahman o brahman people make thee offerings and worship thee thou takest from them and yet deniest that they give thee thou shalt regret thy conduct at the court where thou shalt have to appear such brahmans as contrive evil for the innocent shall be lost o my brethren with covetousness in their hearts they wander about like mad dogs they slander others and bear the load of their sins on their own heads o brahman thou art plundered by mammon yet thou reflectest not that in many ways thou art led astray through error thou wearest many religious dresses before men but thy heart is besieged by evil passions thou preachest to others but art ignorant thyself such a brahman shall nowhere be acceptable o foolish brahman remember god who beholdeth thee heareth thee and abideth with thee saith nanak if such be thy fate renounce pride and cling to the guru's feet the fate of the slanderer the slanderer roareth and screameth he forgetteth the primal god the supreme being and obtaineth the rewards of his acts any friend he may have he shall take with him to hell vainly the slanderer taketh on himself a load as that of a boa constrictor and burneth himself in the fire nanak telleth what taketh place at god's gate god's saints are ever happy they are in ecstasies singing his praises pride mars man's good qualities in the first place thy caste is good secondly thy lineage is honoured thirdly thine abode is beautiful but the pride of thy heart marreth thy beauty o handsome shapely wise and clever man excessive pride and worldly love have ensnared thee very clean is thy kitchen thou bathest adorest and appliest crimson frontal marks 
Thou pratest of divine knowledge, while thou art dissolved in pride. The dog covetousness ruineth thee in every way. Thou dressest and enjoyest thyself. Thou performest religious ceremonies to be honoured of men. While thou sprinklest over thy body, perfume distilled aloe wood and sandal, the prior wrath is thine evil companion. All other creatures are thy water-carriers. In this world thou issuest thine own coin. Thou hast gold and silver and copper, but thy lust hath destroyed thy virtue. The soul which God mercifully regardeth shall be delivered from its prison. That body which meeteth the company of the saints shall taste the relish of God's name, and, saith Nanak, produce good fruit. Then shalt thou be like a happy married woman endowed with all comeliness and happiness. Then shalt thou be all beautiful and wise. The Guru preaches a brief sermon on humility. The framework of the body hath been skilfully constructed, yet know for certain that it shall become dust. Remember thine origin, O thoughtless fool. Why art thou proud of such a thing? Thou art a guest on three sairs of corn a day. All thine other property thou hast only as a trust. Thou art ordure, bones, and blood wrapped up in skin. Is it of this thou art proud? If thou know one thing, thou shalt be pure. Without knowing it, thou shalt be ever impure. Saith Nanak, I am a sacrifice to the Guru, through whom God the omniscient being is obtained. The Guru's impatience to meet God. Separated from my spouse, Wangari appeared to me as a day, yea, as many days. My mind is distressed until I meet my beloved. Separated from my spouse, one moment appeareth to me a day. Yea, it never passeth. Excessive is the desire of my heart to behold him. Is there any such saint as will cause me to meet my beloved? The four watches of the day appear to me as the four ages of the world. When night cometh, I think it will never end. The conspiracy of the deadly sins hath kept me from my beloved. Wandering and wandering, I weep and wring my hands. At last God hath shown himself to his servant Nanak who having seen him hath obtained supreme happiness. Instead of worshipping God at home, man performs vain devotion abroad. Man forsaking the love of God becometh intoxicated with the love of worthless objects. He hath what he wanteth at home, yet he goeth abroad to seek it. He listeneth not to the true ambrosial word. Attached to false scriptures, he wrangleth with the holy. Taking the wages of the Lord, he serveth someone else. With such qualities is mortal clothed. He hideth himself from him who is ever with him. He prayeth again and again for what is useless to him. Saith Nanak, O God, compassionate to the poor, as it pleaseth thee, so cherish me. The Intoxication of Devotion He who drinketh the essence of God is ever imbued with it. The effect of all other essences is but for a moment. He who is intoxicated with God's essence is ever happy. Anxiety is produced by all other essences. He who drinketh God's essence is inebriated and intoxicated. All other essences are worthless. The value of God's essence cannot be described. It is found in the saint's shop, but nobody can purchase it even with millions of rupees. The Guru giveth it to him who hath obtained his favour. Nanak, having obtained its relish from the Guru, and tasted it, hath become astounded. Nanak, having become accustomed to its taste, 
cannot by any means relinquish it in this world or the next. The Guru prays for God's protection. Beside thee, O Lord, I have none other. Thou art in my heart. Thou art my friend and my companion. Why should my soul be afraid? Thou art my shelter. Thou art my hope. Sitting or standing, sleeping or waking, may I not forget thee, O God. At every breath I draw, protect me. Protect me, O God, in thine asylum. Terrible is the ocean of fire. Giver of happiness to Nanak, True Guru, we are thy children. God preserves his saints from worldly love, which is a malignant fever. God hath saved his servant, my mind is reconciled to the beloved. My fever hath poisoned itself and died. I feel not cold or heat when I sing the praises of God's name. My vomiting totally ceased when I took the protection of God's lotus feet. By the favour of the saints, God hath been kind to me and given me assistance. None hath ever singeth the treasury of excellences, and thus dispelleth doubt and sorrow. The Guru's instruction is medicine for the mind diseased. I have taken God's name as my medicine. I have been cured, my pain hath departed. My fever hath left me through the perfect Guru's instruction. I have become glad, my sorrows have all fled. Nanak, all animals obtain happiness by meditating on the Supreme God in their hearts. The Guru fears not the death of his body. The time of death, which man desireth not, shall arrive. Without God's order, how shall the fire of fear be put out, however much we try? The body is dissolved by water, fire, and earth. But the soul is neither young nor old, O my brethren. The slave Nanak hath entered the sanctuary of the saints, and by the Guru's favour the fear of death is far from him. The Advantage of Saintly Association and Devotion by association with the saints, in whom God's light forever shineth, man obtaineth a dwelling at God's feet. O my soul, ever repeat God's name, so shalt thou obtain comfort, peace, and happiness, and all thy sins shall depart. Saith Nanak, ye whose acts are perfect shall, on meeting the true Guru, obtain the perfect supreme being. O my true Guru, holder of the play of the world, preserve thy child. Give me sense ever to sing thy praises, my God, inaccessible and endless. When a mortal is in his mother's womb, he abideth under the support of the name. He is happy, he remembereth God at every breath, and the fire of the womb affecteth him not. So, O man, cease to covet others' goods and others' wives, and to slander others. Relying on the true Guru, worship in thy heart God's lotus feet. The houses, mansions, and palaces which thou beholdest of these, none shall depart with thee. As long as thou livest in this Kal age, Nanak, remember God's name. Everything is false, save devotion to God. Empire, property, youth, mansions, fame, comeliness, and youthful beauty, great wealth, elephants, horses, and rubies purchased with hundreds of thousands, shall be of no avail in God's court hereafter. The proud must depart without them. Why apply thy mind to any but the one God? Standing, sitting, sleeping, or waking, ever and ever meditate on Him. They who are victorious in the great decorated and beautiful arenas, and in the contests of the battlefield, who loudly boasted that they had the power of killing, capturing, or releasing, 
left everything and departed on the very day the order of the supreme being arrived man performeth ceremonial works of many descriptions but the creator he knoweth not he preacheth but he practiseth not he knoweth not god's word naked he came naked shall he depart his acts are impure as when the elephant throweth dust on its head ye good saints and friends hear me all false is this world fools have died in agony speaking of their belongings on meeting the guru nanath hath meditated on the name the true name hath saved him few are wakeful in god's service the whole world is fast asleep in error and silly occupations only some rare servant of god is awake man is absorbed in greatly fascinating mammon who is dearer to him than life few are they who forsake her some rare holy man is attached to god's incomparable lotus feet and the instruction of his saints nanak they who are very fortunate and to whom god showeth favour are wakeful in the company of the saints and become imbued with divine knowledge the fate of the slanderer the slanderer who washeth away the filth of the sins committed by the slandered in various births shall obtain his deserts he shall have no happiness here no entrance into god's court hereafter and he shall be tormented in the realm of death the slanderer hath lost his life in vain he cannot succeed in anything and hereafter shall not find a place such is the fate of the wretched slanderer what can the poor creature do he shall be ruined where he shall have no protector to whom shall he appeal there is no salvation anywhere for the slanderer such is the will of god the more the saints are slandered the happier are they thou o god art the prop thou art the helper of the saints saith nanak god protecteth his saints and the slanderer he consigneth to the stream the following was addressed to a hypocritical sannyasi he who washeth his body while he hath filth in his heart shall lose his happiness in both worlds here he suffereth from lust wrath and worldly love hereafter he shall sob and weep the way to worship god is different the serpent is not killed by striking its lair on the outside neither doth the deaf man hear the name the hypocrite while abandoning his worldly occupations knoweth not of devotion he applieth himself to criticism of the veds and shastras but knoweth not the real means of union with god as a bad coin is discovered when examined by a money changer so the searcher of hearts knoweth everything how shalt thou hide thyself from him the false are at once ruined by their falsehood deception fraud and hollowness nanak uttereth this most verily see and remember this in your hearts the wonders wrought by the guru's teaching by the guru's instruction a low chandal woman becometh a brahmani and a sudar woman attaineth the highest rank the craving desire for terrestrial and celestial enjoyments is extinguished and destroyed the cat of the household is now differently trained on seeing mice it feareth them the guru hath subjected the lion to the goat the dogs eat grass a hut hath been raised without pillars in which the homeless find a home without a setter jewels are set and a marvellous precious stone placed among them it is not by clamour the plaintiff succeedeth by silence he obtaineth justice man dead to god while enjoying wealth and seated upon costly carpets now knoweth that what appeareth to the eye quickly vanisheth 
He who saith he knoweth, knoweth nothing, but he who really knoweth is well known. Saith Nanak, the Guru hath given me nectar to drink, and on tasting it I am happy. The Guru's Dependence on God Where thou, O Lord, art, what fear is there? Whom shall I praise but thee? Where I have only thee, I have everything. There is none but thee. O Father, I have seen that the world is poison. Preserve me, O Lord of the earth, thy name is my support. Thou knowest the whole state of my mind. To whom shall I go to tell it? Without the name, the whole world hath gone mad. When it obtaineth the name, it becometh sane. What shall I say? To whom shall I tell my condition? What I want to say must be told to the Lord. What thou hast done prevaileth. Ever and ever my hope is in thee. If thou grant greatness, it is to thine own greatness. Let me everywhere meditate on thee. O God, thou art ever the giver of happiness to Nanak. Thy name alone is my strength. The Guru acknowledges his obligations to God. When I forget thee, everyone vexeth me. When I remember thee, men do me service. I know none but thee, thou true, invisible, and inscrutable one. When I think of thee, thou art always merciful. What is the wretched crowd then to me? Say whom shall I call bad or good? All men are thy creatures. Thou art my prop, thou art my support. Thou givest me thy hand and protectest me. He to whom thou showest mercy can suffer no ill. Only that is happiness, and that greatness which is pleasing to God. Thou art wise, thou art ever kind, O Lord. If I obtain thy name, I am happy. In thy presence this is my humble representation. My soul and body are totally thine. Saith Nanak, whatever distinction I possess is thine. No one knoweth my name. The following represents a conversation between a Sikh and a devout lady who asked him the questions contained in the first part of the hymn. The conversation was versified by the Guru. Thou hast escaped worldly love, impurity, and sloth. By whose favour was it done? Worldly love, once greatly fascinating, thou feelest no longer. Whither hath gone thy sloth? By what arduous mortification hast thou escaped from lust, wrath, and pride? which have ruined godly men, demigods, demons, beings possessed of the three qualities, and the whole world. A forest fire consumeth much grass. Some rare green shrub like thee hath escaped. I cannot describe such an omnipotent being. His praises cannot be expressed. In this chamber of lamp-black thou hast not been besmirched. Nay, thou hast assumed a spotless colour. The Sikhs reply, the great spell of the Guru hath taken his dwelling in my heart, and I have heard the wonderful name. God hath mercifully looked upon me with favour, and attached me to his feet. Through love and service, Nanak hath obtained happiness in the association of the saints. The following represents another conversation between the same lady and the Sikh. Thy red jacket becometh thee. Thou art pleasing to the Lord, and thou winnest his heart. Who hath given this bloom to thy face? What dye hath given thee thy bright complexion? Thou art beautiful. Thou art a happy wedded wife. In thy house is thy beloved. In thy house is good fortune. Thou art chaste. Thou art distinguished. Thou art pleasing to thy beloved. Thou possessest superior knowledge. 
The Sikhs reply, I please my beloved, wherefore I have this bright complexion. Saith Nanak, God hath looked upon me with a favouring glance. Here, my friend, this is the reward of my toil, that God himself decketh and adorneth me. Man is happy on meeting God, as a woman on meeting her husband. When thou wert distant, I greatly suffered. Now that I have contrived to meet thee, my female companions cease to taunt me. My suspicions have fled. By the Guru I am united with my beloved. My beloved hath approached and placed me on the couch. I no longer heed what people say. In my temple is the light of the word. My spouse is joyful and happy. Through the destiny recorded on my forehead, my beloved hath come home to me, and Nanak hath found lasting wedded bliss. The Guru, while associating with the world, ever thinks on God. My soul is attached to the true name. My love for men is but artificial guise. My ties are only external. I smile on everyone, but I am separate from them as a lotus from the water. I converse with everybody, but I keep my heart with God. I appear very formidable, but in reality my heart is the dust of everyone's feet. The slave Nanak hath found the perfect Guru. He hath shown me the one God, both in my heart and in nature. However great man's pleasures, he is, as it were, dead without devotion. Man may enjoy pleasures in the vigour of youth, but without the name he is blended with the dust. He may wear costly earrings and fine clothes. He may have a comfortable couch and be proud thereof. He may have elephants to ride and a golden umbrella over his head. But without the worship of God, he is, as it were, beneath the earth. Man may enjoy many beautiful women, but without the essence of God all relishes are insipid. Deceived by Mammon, man is led into sin and evil, but he is saved, O Nanak, by entering the sanctuary of the merciful God. The saints are likened to a gardener, and Guru to a gardener. There is a garden in which many trees are planted. They bear the ambrosial name as fruit. So contrive, O man of God, that thou mayest obtain the rank of Nirvana. Around the garden, my brethren, are poisonous pools. Within it is nectar. There is one gardener to irrigate. He tendeth the leaves and branches. He bringeth many vegetables and planteth them therein. They all, without exception, bear fruit. He who hath received the ambrosial fruit of the name from the Guru crosseth over the world's ocean according to the slave Nanak. The Guru prefers the spot where the saints congregate to any place of pilgrimage. If I go on a pilgrimage, I see men boasting. If I inquire of Brahmins, I find them immersed in Mammon. O my friend, show me that place where God's praises are ever sung. By meditating on evil and good according to the Shastas and Vids, man again and again descendeth to hell and ascendeth to heaven. In the family man's life there is anxiety, and in the hermit's pride. The soul is entangled in religious ceremonies. He who by God's favour hath his mind under control shall be saved, O Nanak, by the Guru's instruction. Sing God's praises in the company of the saints. The place where they dwell is obtained from the Guru. Let God be ever present to man in all his avocations. Whether standing, sitting, or sleeping, meditate on God. Taking thy walks, sing God's praises. With thine ears, hear the ambrosial word. By listening to it thy heart shall be glad, 
and all thine infirmities and troubles depart. While working, travelling, or wandering by the river's shore, repeat God's name. By the Guru's favour, drink God's nectar. He who day and night singeth God's praises shall not fall in death's way. By touching the feet of him who forgetteth not God's name during the eight watches of the day, O Nanak, emancipation is obtained. God's kingdom is for the lowly. The lowly man who nobody knoweth shall be honoured by everywhere repeating God's name. I crave for a sight of thee. Granted, O my beloved, who hath not been saved by serving thee? The whole world washeth the dirt of his feet whom nobody would approach. The man who is useless to everybody is invoked as a saint by the Guru's favour. In the company of the saints, the mind that sleepeth awaketh. Then, O Nanak, the Lord is dear. The omnipresence of God expressed in three different metaphors. God is himself the tree and its extended branches. He watcheth his own field. Wherever I look, there is the one God. He is in every heart. He himself is the sun and the expansion of its rays. He is at once concealed and manifest. He is described as possessing all qualities and no qualities. Both descriptions together apply to the one God. Saith Nanak, the Guru hath dispelled my doubts and fears, and I behold the blissful one everywhere. The Guru's Self-Depreciation I know no tricks and devices of speech, but day and night I repeat thy name. I possess no merits, not even one. O God, thou doest and causest all things to be done. I, a fool, a blockhead, ignorant and thoughtless, long for thy name in my heart. I have performed no works of devotion, penance or mortification. I have only adored thy name in my heart. I know nothing, I have little wisdom. Nanak representeth, Thou art, O God, my shelter. The relation of the creature to the Creator. Thou art my lake, I am thy fish. Thou art my Lord, I am the beggar at thy gate. Thou art my Creator, I am thy worshipper. I have found thy sanctuary, O God of profound excellence. Thou art my life, thou art my support. On beholding thee I bloom like the lotus. Thou art my salvation and my honour. Thou art the acceptor of the holy. Thou art almighty. Thou art my strength. Nanak's supplication to God is, May I night and day repeat thy name, O Lord of Excellences. The Guru, one day visiting his sacred tank, saw mourning in one house and rejoicing in another. Upon this he composed the following. Mourners practice falsehood. They laugh while mourning for others. One man dieth, and there is weeping for him. In the house of another there is singing. One man weepeth, another laugheth. From youth to old age man attaineth not his object. Then he regretteth lost opportunities. The world is subject to the three qualities, and therefore man passeth through hell and heaven. Saith Nanak, that man's birth is fruitful, and he is acceptable whom God hath applied to the repetition of his name. A man had a dream which he related to Guru Arjan. He thought he had fallen into a well and tried to ascend by the well rope. Two mice, one black and the other white, were gnawing it away. In the well was a venomous serpent which he feared would sting him. In this dilemma a drop of honey fell into his mouth from a tree which grew over the well, and he awoke. The following was composed by the Guru on the subject of the dream. Night and day mice gnaw the rope. 
He who falleth into the well eateth sweets. The night passeth away in thinking and reflecting. Man, while considering the various pleasures of the world, never thinketh of God. Deeming the tree's shadow immovable, he buildeth his house beneath it. But death's noose is around his neck, a mire aimeth her arrow at him. The sandy shore which is exposed to the waves, the fool considereth to be permanent. He who repeateth the sovereign God's name in the society of the saints, shall, Nanak, live forever singing God's praises. End of section 18 Recording by Padi Paluwalia, Ottawa